The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. We can finally, once and for all, find out what happened with Judas Priest. Whether they broke up by themselves, or they were pushed out by outside forces, like uh, the government. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. Oh, yeah? No, yeah, nothing's gone on in our lives. Nah, it's been a pretty slow couple of weeks. Yeah, like nothing's happened in the last couple of weeks. Like I'm taking my vitamins mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, do it. That's what I'm go. saying. It's ASMR. Yeah. I still don't get that. I don't understand why people want to hear people chew and swallow. Well. Are there other things that, that you could do for that? I yeah, mean, there's like scratching sounds. I think scratching. Yeah, like like a like you can't tell what I did, but I just did it into the microphone. I what scr- am I missing with that? What's the appeal? I think it's uh you know, it's 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 an appeal, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think it uh you know, it's like you you ever have somebody like tickle your back in a in a very mm-hmm. you know like like you know like a light touching like you know maybe the missus wants you to not like a light touch on the back kind of sensation mm-hmm. and it's kind of like that but for your ears is that maybe hmm. certain things soothe people different ways i guess I, I i have the opposite i have the thing where i hate uh hearing the sound of people chewing and i'm well oh, yeah. aware of the hypocrisy of me doing that into a microphone on this very show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I people who chew with their mouth open. Make me yeah, nuts. that's a rough one there. Make me nuts. But uh, yeah, man, so it's been a pretty pretty slow couple weeks, dude. Yeah, not much going on. Um, get, dude, get up. Right out, out of the gate. Out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Buddy, just got the mail. Just, just retrieved the daily mail. Yeah. What are you doing, buddy? What are you doing? What with this big gift certificate? Thank you, buddy. I there's a few. For those of you that don't know, Dave ran off and got hitched unexpectedly a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Nobody saw it coming. On a, and Dave went and on got hitched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna get into this whole thing. We're gonna unpack this whole night because I have not spoken to you. We texted. No. Uh. Because I was unable to make the wedding. Yeah. Uh, which I was, there was moments where I was like, I, on Friday, like, still still doped up. Like, I think I, maybe we could just get a ticket down there. <laughs> and then I'd move a certain way and it feels like my my gut was split in half. I was like, ah, maybe not. Oh. Um, so let's start there, man. Tell us tell us what happened. My, First my of all, are you feeling better? <laughs> You're doing well? Yeah, I'm all right. I got th- okay. three new stab wounds in the gut. Yeah, Ooh. well, first off, yeah, I am uh, I am disappointed. I was texting with Fritz and Kenny and Gilbert and the folks that were there. Mm-hmm. Everybody's having fun. I saw some fun pictures of uh, how prideful gay pride was at Margaritaville Resort. Oh, boy. Those, those fellas have a good time. There was a... <clears throat> Little clothing, a lot of skin. Mm-hmm. 
A lot of short shorts on the boys for old Ms. Stone. I don't know if she uh, yeah. enjoyed that to any degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get into that. Yeah, I, I was... Uh, <clears throat> so I was ready to go, uh, you know, what was had shows in Fort Collins on Thursday, Boulder Friday, and then <clears throat> the... Uh, the Stone Strandberg wedding extravaganza that I've been, you know, hearing you plan for months on mm-hmm. Saturday. Cool. It's go time. Here we are this week. I was excited for the whole week. Fort Collins always mm-hmm. fun. That Boulder show been sold out for months. And then the big old party wedding. Uh, and Tuesday, I woke up. And kind of had, like, didn't feel too great in the guts. And I thought that it was because I, um, this is, this is where, like, I go back and forth on as much as, like, and I brought it up before, as much as I think people should get the vaccine, I use the same excuse that they use for other parts of my life. Because I had Chipotle the day before on Monday and then so Tuesday I'm feeling sick I'm like that's just my body's immune system like I don't need like I I I legit thought like my body my choice and if I get it if I get the salmonella from Chipotle then I'll get it but of all those cases I'm going to live in fear like the same excuse that anti-vaxxers use <laughs> I use to continue eating at Chipotle mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I thought just <clears throat> my card got pulled you know so I, was, I woke up about before five with stomach cramps. But you know when you got food poisoning or just, you know, <clears throat> going to have upset stomach, it moves around in your body, you know? Mm-hmm. It bubbles. Yeah, it's taking a, a journey. Yeah, it's a witch's cauldron down there. <laughs> Somebody just threw some Ionute in there and it bubbled up a little bit. <laughs> but I didn't have that. It was just it was in one place, mm. which was different for me. And then I went out and did some errands. So on top of feeling not well, I went to the DMV because when I go for it, I really go for it, Dave. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I don't think I could be into like a, a dominatrix because I go right to the step on my nuts with the high heels. Like there wouldn't be any yeah. gentle prodding if at first I would go like a whole hog with the self punishment. <laughs> so I did the DMV and some other stuff, and then I got back around noon. All of a sudden, I was like laying down, like Oof, I don't feel good, and then it's really started kicking in around noon where I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this is, like, bad. And so I did what anybody in America who's lucky enough to have health insurance does is uh, while I was writhing in pain, I went on my insurer's website to figure out which hospital I could go to that was in network. Because that's what what you should do in an emergency is find out where you can go so you don't lose all of your worldly possessions. Yeah, Uh, administrative details. Yeah, yeah. So, So I did that. Uh, I, then it calmed down a bit and I got to go see my regular doctor and I went there and like, man, it sounds like it's appendicitis, but we'll, we'll do like a blood test, what have you. And then we'll get, you'll get an ultrasound the next day. And if it's inflamed, like Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll know. So like, I went back home, was kind of like laying around. Then at nine o'clock that night, they called like nine o'clock at night from a doctor's a weird phone call. Like, yeah, we got the blood test back. You should go to the emergency room. I was like, okay. Uh, It's nothing burst, but they're basically like, yeah, this is more than likely appendicitis. You're better off just being there because they can give you a CAT scan. And if it's inflamed, they got to take it out anyway. 
So just be just be there. And, like it's gonna happen. It's either gonna and a, mm-hmm. appendicitis is what exactly? It's your appendix, which you don't even need, is inflamed. Uh-huh. And it's if it, inflamed. If it and bursts, it's, it's bad. Rupture? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. basically what happens if it bursts. That's basically like uh, then they got to clean out your insides. It's bad. It's a bad oh. thing. That's what a doctor explains. She's like, if you yeah. like. Appendicitis is simple or appendectomy. If not, if it doesn't burst, it's very simple. It's laparoscopic, where they just use three little things. They kept calling it a lappy appy, which I thought was a little bit too cute for uh, mm-hmm. surgery. Yeah, uh, we got the lappy appy, lap- laparoscopic appendectomy, and it's just one one tube is like a camera, and then the other one, two little things, a little. Uh, you know, barbecue tongs that go in there and snip your bits, you, you snip your appendic- mm. appendix out. And that's what I had. So I just, okay. uh, yeah, I just sat in a, sat there Tuesday night, uh, doped up, trying to get a good gauge. I was, I was in the emergency room Tuesday night, and they're like, all right, we'll just schedule a surgery for Wednesday in the afternoon. So I just had to stay at the hospital. And so basically that was me asking any nurse that came in, like, what's the recovery time? Because I was still convinced that I could probably make it to the wedding. <laughs> I was like, what's the recovery time? Well, okay, I can't lift weight or anything. Sure, sure. But what's – and eventually I'm like, I just need somebody to tell me if this is a possibility or not at all. And somebody's like, yeah, not at all. Just if you think about yeah. just the idea of flying with – just carrying a backpack or doing anything like that. I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, I had to have one of them say, like, no, just don't. So I spent my time laying in the hospital canceling flights and hotels. And I, was, I would imagine I was bummed that type out, of, man. It, would it, was it hard to even sit upright afterwards? Like, that seems like that might even be a challenge for that area. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, definitely. So that was Wednesday. Wednesday night I was all banged up. Thursday, I was kind of like, uh, I was still, I was moving around. But mm. here's the thing that didn't happen through all of it was I, you're on painkillers. So that locks you up. So even okay. by Saturday, by where the surgery area wasn't feeling so bad, I had like just four days of meals. Oh, no. It looked like uh-huh. it looked like like one of those. I, I felt like one of those old timey pictures you see. Like, how many people can we fit in a Volkswagen? Like, that's how I felt. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was after because uh, because it was Thursday night or something. I was telling Rachel, I was like, I think maybe I was I was really feeling bad. I felt really bad that I wasn't going to make it to the wedding. I was, I, I was bummed, oh. man. I was excited for you this whole time. I was excited for you and Katie. And I I was truly bummed because I thought maybe by Saturday, even if I had to cancel the shows, maybe we can get down there on Saturday. And it just mm-hmm. – because <clears throat> Sunday night finally – so surgery was Wednesday. Sunday night we had gone out to eat with Rachel's brother and her nephew. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, look, I'm in the restaurant. I'm sitting upright and it's okay. And then I went to <laughs> – I, I drove and – that I went to close my car door and just the weird like turning sideways. All of a sudden, I had to have her nephew. Uh-huh. I'm like, hey, Andrew, why don't you get out there, close that door for you, buddy Kyle? Because I turned some way where I'm like, oh, something, something moved the way it wasn't supposed to inside there. Ooh, 
Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit, I thought I popped stitch. I didn't have stitches. I just glued the little things, but I don't know what's going on inside there. I don't know if I screwed some up. So it was it was definitely better off I wasn't there because even if I went, it wouldn't have been like – I wouldn't have been comfortable or in, or in like in a good mood. Mm-hmm. And that – so I was like, oh, that would have been a bummer. But I, I, I was bummed I missed it. Well so, – <laughs> And this is we're, what everybody wants I mean, to hear about. They want to hear these details, baby. <laughs> no, we're we're bummed you missed it too, buddy. But we're glad uh, that it's um, not under s- control. You not know, since Prince Charles and Princess Diana has there been a wedding so anticipated <laughs> in the media. <laughs> That's true. Uh, by, by media, is- I mean the. <laughs> listenership of this podcast the, the dwindling listenership of this podcast oh man well you you were missed buddy and uh that was a, a wonderful speech um we'll we'll let folks know that uh you had written uh, a very nice speech that uh you forwarded to our buddy james fritz and he read um in place of you so uh he added some of his own uh charm and commentary to it of course I, i'm but, sh- uh, i told him i told him that <laughs> To make it his own. I'm like, I only roasted you once in the opening bit there. <laughs> no, but that was uh, it was a beautiful speech, uh, very flattering. So we appreciate that. And your presence was missed. But um, in a way, it was a blessing in disguise because uh, my buddy Craig Holzer stepped up and uh, played the part of best man. And uh, boy, did he earn his money. Uh, I don't want to get into all of this. Wait a minute, I, I there was money want... involved. I mean, I could've... yeah, there, there, boy, yeah, yeah, it was a paying gig. You didn't know that? I didn't know this. Um, I didn't know it was a paying gig. I would have showed up. Long story short, I don't want to dwell too much on this because I don't want to dampen uh, this great event in my life with all this negativity. But the uh, the venue owner was a fucking nightmare, and let's just say it's a goddamn miracle that I didn't get arrested on my wedding day. Uh, thanks to Craig for running interference. Just long story short, just the biggest fucking moron. You can just imagine the biggest idiot you've ever met and multiply it by a couple of times. And then that guy runs a wedding venue. No trash cans. Why would you? No, we don't provide trash cans. No coolers. Uh, the music that I worked three fucking months on couldn't even hear it. It was a moot, a moot and a mute point. Uh, just the volume was just so low. Arguing over volume, ar- arguing over trash cans. Threatened to cancel the wedding twice, three days before, because I hurt his feelings. Uh, <laughs> just an absolute fucking nightmare of logistics. But I'll, I'll end it at that. Uh, you know, anybody thinking of getting married in Palm Springs? Uh, I, I would recommend doing it at Margaritaville, which is where we should have done it, because uh, that place was pleasant. Uh, but yeah, stay away from Casa de Monte Vista unless you. Uh, Unless you like, you know, no music, no parking, no, uh, no anything. Just, just a whole. You pay thousands and thousands of dollars for a laundry list of hard no's. So, uh, and I told the guys like, "Hey, man, you're acting like you're doing us a fucking favor. You're acting like you know you're a distant mm-hmm. relative, and we just showed up. We just crashed your your property and demanded uh, to throw a party. Like we paid thousands of dollars. I won't get into details, but thousands of dollars. Yeah. For uh, for for what? I don't know. I don't really know what we got for it, but um, yeah. So I'll end at that. I don't want to be negative. Uh, other than just all the petty logistics and headbutting with that fucking moron, it was a beautiful weekend. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, it really was. Uh, yeah, just other. I, I know I sound like I'm contradicting. Like other, there, there was a laundry list of little details that annoyed me, but I really did. Like it, it was. I had to like pull some mental fucking Jedi shit on myself just to not be yeah. annoyed and angry on my wedding day. I was like, Dave, you got to fucking get over this. 
you know, you can't uh, let, you know, but it's the, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a stickler for principle. And oh boy. <laughs> so uh, that was, that was quite a challenge this weekend, but, uh, but no big picture. Uh, it was beautiful. Um, everything went off, you know, as planned as far as the big picture stuff and couldn't be happier. So I'm a, I'm a lucky dude. It was great to, uh, obviously it was great to be, to get married, but it was also great just to be around that many friendly faces, you know, um, hadn't, hadn't been around that group all together, you know, in years, you know, having friends from Atlanta and having friends out here and just trying to get everybody herded up together. And, uh, mom came out and, uh, yeah, just, just a real good time. So did you, you have you like a good caterers? One. Yeah. Yeah. We had, uh, we had one caterer who catered, uh, both nights. We had a little rehearsal dinner on Friday night and, um, the wedding dinner was obviously Saturday night. So, and I mentioned this before, but we did, uh, we did, uh, Italian on Friday night and Southern slash barbecue on Saturday night. And, uh, oh boy, shout out to tailored events. I will, I will give him an endorsement. Great catering service. If you're in the uh, Southern California area, you need a caterer, check out catered events and our buddy Travis Taylor, uh, just absolutely crushed it. It, it was, it was nice to, uh, have at least one vendor, that uh, I didn't want to strangle, so that was nice. Well, that I mean, I, so. I, I I don't want to dwell on it more than you do, but people people want to know, people want the dirt, man. Well, I I, I guess just, I I never had an like <clears throat> planned an event and never thought about mm-hmm. details of like who is responsible for providing trash mm-hmm. cans or stuff like that that you don't think about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But yeah, I don't. I'm, yeah, was, I, I'm I'm clueless. So I don't know what goes over. Like, well, we're having a wedding. Cool. There's this many yeah. people, and you have the venue. What's their mm-hmm. responsibility? Yeah, you would assume that you pay, you know, thousands of dollars for to host a a, a wedding at someone's property. And the, and again, this is what this guy does. We didn't just fall out of a fucking tree and and crash his house and demand that he throw us a party. You're in the business mm-hmm. of, of hosting weddings, correct? All right, yeah. No one's ever, never had an issue with not providing trash cans. I'm the first one in 17 years to, to raise my hand and go, no trash cans, huh? Really? No one's ever complained about you not providing a cooler. Like, he, it was just the thing, like, he enjoyed saying no. Just hard no. And, and uh, we got to take some of the blame, too. We, we got sold. You know, he's a fucking snake oil salesman. He's a used car salesman. He was the, and the initial pitch, because I will give him this, the property was beautiful. And that's why he gets away with it, because the property's so beautiful, and we were just like, whatever, yes, we, we agree to whatever, as long as we can have it here. We should have had our list of demands beforehand, you know, like, oh, no parking. Hmm, that's a problem. Uh, zero live music. Hmm, no trash cans. Uh, no this, no that. You know, just telling us one thing and, and giving us another. And just, this guy claims to be such a stickler for details. But all these huge factors, such as a $1,500 cleaning deposit, not in the original contract. You know, oh, you, he's got a hard cap at 15 people on Friday night, even though we could have 50 at the wedding. Huh, wasn't in the, wasn't in the contract. It's really? funny. You'd think things that were, if these are so important to you, maybe include them in the fucking contract. But, um, yeah, just just a swindler, just a shyster. And uh, threatened to cancel the wedding twice. Why? Because <laughs> I set his dog on fire? Or because I politely and tactfully called him out on his discrepancies of telling me one thing and doing another? And, uh, oh, boy. But, yeah, so poor Craig, who stepped up and, and, and played your part. He Fritz, was just, said, I was yeah, thinking, Fritz said we might be burying a guy in the desert. <laughs> I just kept thinking, man. 
I just kept thinking, like, in a weird way, it was a blessing in disguise because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have wanted you to do all the things that Craig had to do that night. Like, you would have, just eventually, you would have been like, "What the fuck is this, Dave? What are you doing?" But like, Craig <laughs> just really was just running in interference the whole time and just just squashing problems and basically just keeping that guy away from me was his main objective. Yeah. But, uh, but no, it went great. Let's was I told myself I didn't want to be all negative about it. Uh but yeah, big picture it went great. Um You look you know, good. Pictures look great, buddy. Great crew. Thanks, man. One little thing with the suit I didn't realize until after the fact, I didn't know you weren't supposed to button both buttons on the jacket because then it gave me this weird little crease. Oh, yeah, it looked button. like yeah, I didn't know that. And you would think that's, come on, 20 different people looked at me before I went out there. I would have liked someone to be like, hey, lose that top button. No, that's the problem it, with fashion nowadays is everybody's making their own yeah. rules. So, you know. Also, yeah. why, I never well, understood that top button only. Why are you putting two buttons on there? Then? Exactly. That's what I thought. Well, there's two buttons. I guess a button on both. But I, I didn't notice it at the time. But now looking at the pictures, I got this weird crease. And it looks like the jacket's a little too small, even though I, I promise you it fit perfectly. And I worked really hard to fit into it. And then I got this fucking second button. And I'm like, oh, I look like I'm stretching out the jacket because I'm too fat for it. But other than that, it, the, <laughs> the suit went great. Or it fit great. But uh, yeah, suit. I, I was real pleased with the way that turned out other than the button. Um, what else? The food was great. Uh, hotel. Oh man, we we all had a blast. Everybody was staying over at Margaritaville. Didn't didn't realize we booked the wedding on the same weekend as uh, Gay Pride in Palm Springs. But uh, you know that, uh, that I mean, mm-hmm. it didn't hamper or slow us down at all. If anything, it was entertaining seeing all those festivities. Driving mom around the next day. <laughs> I, <laughs> just, I, we just drove right in the middle of this huge parade. And uh, you know, you know how those guys go hard at Pride. You know, costumes and I mean, you know, uh, can say go fake hard appendages. In a, lot of, a lot of different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to like get her to, hey, don't look at the guy with the dildo outfit. Uh, so, let's just keep our so eyes more, straight. Morally, morally uh, horrified, or was there any little tingle of like, ah, this is kind of a, a level of fun I that I didn't expect? Yeah, I think I think she's slowly made her way to the 21st century. I mean, she's never been, you know, a, a bigot or a homophobe, but she's got those, you know, Southern oh, Christian values that, yeah. you know. But I, I could tell she was just like, well, this is quite an experience. <laughs> she wasn't too judgy. Well, she did just watch and, her uh, son marry a woman, so she's assured there. That's she's true. Like, I guess, yeah. you know, it's not my own but Yeah, family. and that was... <laughs> that was a great part of the weekend. Uh, you know, mom coming out. She's she'd never been to California, never never been to the West Coast whatsoever. Um, took her down to the ocean. You know, Thursday I picked her up from LAX and brought her over here to the apartment and got to hang at the apartment. Took her down to the beach um, and then you know out there at the wedding. Oh yeah, this I thought this was pretty cool. Like I said, uh, she's been pretty hardcore conservative Christian since I was born. I think right around the time I was born, her and yeah. my father kind of, kind of, you know, changed their ways and, and went the Christian route, uh, you know, which is neither here nor there, but she had not drank alcohol uh, since I'd been alive. She had half a margarita. She's like, I want a drink, drink. I, I got her diet Coke. She goes, I was thinking I might want a drink, drink. I was like, oh, for real? And I was trying to like pitch her on, well, we could get you a vodka crayon or we could get you this. And she's like, I think I want to try a margarita. Good call. And, uh, she, had ha- she had half a margarita and said that that was plenty. And but, uh, <laughs> That's encouraging, too. Not that I'm trying to corrupt my mom, but it's just refreshing to see someone like 
yeah, I'm going to let go of these little rules for a day that I've had for 45 years. Yeah, maybe after enough time on this earth, you're like, you know what, I can bend a little bit. Well, that's what I told her beforehand. It's like, Mom, you're literally not going to know anyone there. Um, And what I mean is no one there is going to judge you. None of your church friends are there. You know, everybody's going to be celebrating and have a good time. If you want a drink, go ahead and have a drink. And she, and this was like the week before, and she's like, we'll see, we'll see. And then uh, sure enough, she uh, ordered a, a nice uh, margarita and had a few sips, and that was enough for her. But, uh, but yeah, and just driving her, driving her around Palm Springs, just letting her see the desert and the mountains. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was refreshing because that's – that's something I tell you, I put a lot of stock into, just life experience, you know? That's yeah. one great thing about doing what we do, just being able to travel. And even though I haven't traveled, you know, internationally the way you have, I've seen almost every square inch of, of this country. So it just, uh, and I think, I feel like I take that for granted, because even looking back at my dad, he, you know, lived 75 years, never went west of Missouri. He never went west of Missouri, never saw California, never saw the Pacific Ocean. So I'm, I'm glad that later imagine in get, life... Imagine she, getting to Missouri and being like, that's enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, Missouri? Yeah, too he, crazy. <laughs> too, a little too spicy the further west I head. <laughs> Missouri's hot to the touch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he made it to St. Louis one time, and that's as far west didn't, as he got. Didn't even but, get over the Mississippi. No. Well, I, no, I no. guess, I'm sorry, if you were in St. Louis, you, yeah. did, you did cross the Mississippi. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, good. But yeah, good so that was fun. Yeah, yeah. She had, oh, and she hit it off with uh, the in-laws. Uh, yeah, hit it off with my father-in-law and, and uh, nice. his sister, uh, who who we call Aunt Joni. So you know, they, all three of them were just thick as thieves, like like longtime pals. Like, and that's just how my mom is anyway. And my father-in-law's that way too. Just never met a stranger. You know. Somebody was saying so. they could they could tell where you got like storytelling and everything from hanging out with your mom. And she was like <laughs> she was like she was fun. She was having fun and being fun. I don't know if it was yeah, Fritz or yeah. Kenny or who it was. Yeah, she loved hanging out with all my friends. And that's, you know, not to get too personal, but you know, we've had our rounds, mom and I, in the past, just about this and that and mm-hmm. you know, my lifestyle and the weed and blah 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 and but it was refreshing for her to like meet all my friends and be like, see, they're not a bunch of heroin addicts. We're just comedians that drink and smoke a little bit. Doesn't mean we're all heathens. Oh, you yeah. Know? Uh, but it, she really hit it off. She hit it off with Alan. Uh, she, she, she kicked it with Alan Strickland-Williams quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, she finally got to meet Andy Sanford. You would have thought she was meeting Mick Jagger. She's been <laughs> such a fan of Andy Sanford for years. Like that, she, Andy was like my first comedy buddy that both my parents, my dad too, were like, boy. Uh, like I felt like they even liked him more than me because they always oh, yeah. talked about Andy. And uh, she had never met Andy, so it was funny watching her meet Andy. Like she was literally starstruck. And Andy's just like, I'm just an idiot. Hello. Just the comparison <laughs> of Andy Sanford to Mick Jagger has me. Yeah. <laughs> but no, she was like, she said, do you think I'll get to meet Andy this weekend? I'm like, we could probably arrange that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was fun, you know, letting her uh, hang out and meet some of my pals, and uh, and she traveled yeah, all right. Her flights time. were okay. Yeah, flights were good. I I got this thing. I didn't even know you could do this, but uh, I guess with disabled folks or elderly folks, you, you can get you put them a, right in baggage. Uh, what do they call? It? Yeah, what do they call it? I, I think it's just called yeah. a gate pass. Yeah, you yeah, roll so under I, the plane. I, 
Yeah. <laughs> so I just got, I went to the gate and got a uh, gate pass and, uh, you know, went through security like normal uh, just to get her to the gate and then uh, did the opposite. You know, when I picked her up, I went through the security and met her at the mm-hmm. gate. That I mean, I know they have valets and stuff that could have rolled her through the airport, but I was just like, just let me No, that's that. a nice so, thing to do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, travel, you know, she... Uh, to hear her tell it, you know, there was no issues. I had one small issue when I uh, dropped her off at the airport. Uh, I had to park in, in the garage, the parking garage, and uh, got her in and then came out. And then something was wrong with the uh, the little toll booths that you go through. There was like six of them. Five of them were down. And uh, so we had a log jam. I waited 37 minutes after I crunked my car. By the time I crunked my car to the time I exited was 37 minutes, and then I finally get up to the thing. Wait a minute. And I Did asked you say the guys, crunk your car? Yeah, I, I crunked my car. Yeah, that's how <laughs> we do it. I've never heard that phrase in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, I crunked my car. I crunked my car? <laughs> but I waited 37 minutes Since to you get crunked up to your the car. exit. Sorry, yeah. crunk, not crunk. I was like, I'm not, you know, you could make me crunk my car and then wait 37 minutes. And then I was like, I just assumed that the guy would give me a discount or a refund. Or, no, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I understand your frustration, but we have to charge you the full. I was like, ah, oh, even better. Even better. Just sat there for 37 minutes. Where is it, LAX? Just, oh, yeah. Like, no supervisor can come down and override anything and let us just scoot on out or at least charge us what we should have initially been charged. Nope. Man. We're going to keep you hostage for 37 minutes and make you pay for it. So anyway, that was the only travel issue we had. I was but, I was uh, talking to David Borey last night. David Borey played uh, Portland. And I was just talking about like living in L.A., how like I, I miss it and I do like it there, but like my idea of success, it's like not a house in the hills or anything, it was when you finally realized you made enough money to spend the extra to fly out of Burbank Yep. instead of yep. LAX. Like, that was the biggest, you know what, this, if you want to talk about money lending itself to the ease and comfort of your own life, that was the biggest one. Like, oh, I'm just going to mm-hmm. fly out of Burbank forever now. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll spend, that's where I'll spend that extra money. Not on a first-class ticket, none of that shit, but flying out of Burbank. Fuck LAX. Anything to avoid LAX. It's a hellhole. What a a nightmare. Yeah. But, but yeah, wedding went great. I was a little... I forgot how many errands I'd have to run, like, once we even got into town. And, like, Saturday, the day of the wedding, I had to be there at 3. The wedding starts at 4. They wanted me there at 3. We're going to do little family pictures and stuff beforehand. And, like... Just all these little last-minute errands just kept popping up. So I was I was going to get, you know, being there at 3, I was like, I'm going to start getting ready around 1. You know, I'll take a shower. I'll take my time. I'll make sure everything's perfect, whatever. One thing led to another. Uh, like I said, I was, I was needed to be there at 3. 2.30 rolled around. I was still out buying champagne and fucking drink stirs and maraschino cherries and shit <laughs> for the bar. And I uh, had to just rush and hurry and throw my suit on. Did you have a bartender? And... Yeah, yeah, we had a bartender that uh, we hired from the uh, caterer. So, yeah, we bought all the booze and just handed it over to him, and he he did all the serving. But, um, yeah, there's something I was, uh, some point I was about to make. Hell, I don't know. But um, You were running late for yeah. your own wedding. You had a lot of errands. Yeah, for just running late for my own wedding. Uh, practicing all week, trying to figure out how to tie this tie. I was trying to tie a Windsor knot. Fortunately, Windsor knot. Uh, you got crunk, nailed it first try. You crunk that Windsor knot. So, 
Yeah, yeah, I crunked it up, man. Had a nice Windsor, big fat triangle Windsor going, so that was cool. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. There was some details about the team. Shit, I don't know. But yeah, just uh, it was real nice, man. And, how did you uh, How did you wind down? Did you hang out at Margaritaville for a few days? What'd you guys do? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean we I hung we hung out. You know, at, uh, after each night we uh, kicked it back over at the hotel pool. But uh, no, we left Monday, so we we stayed an extra day on Sunday and then rolled out Monday, and uh, took mom back. But um, yeah, man, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, dude. It uh, wrote well, my vows. Got. Felt like I did a good job with the vows, crushed those, uh, stole a line from the old man. I saw that. Used that, as my, used that as my closer, so that was good. And just, man, just, I don't know if it's just me getting older, me getting softer, whatever, but I was just, I was a little emotional this weekend, and I was just like, man, just try you not got, to cry you got while married. you're up there doing you can, your vows. You can do that, Dave. You can do that. Man. You can man, cry and your wedding <laughs> I didn't know what how the procedures were going to go. Like, I, I know, like, I, I, I got my own hotel Friday night because Katie was like, let's just be traditional and let's not spend the night Friday night. And then I was like, I didn't know when I was supposed to see her that day. Or I, I thought I wasn't going to see her until she's literally walking down the aisle. But about 10 minutes before that, like, we all, the organizer the planner whomever got us all together and anyway like when i first saw her like she just looked so beautiful she had all her hair and makeup and everything and like that's so great my knees buckled yeah my knees buckled yeah buddy good lord good lord i'm about to marry this babe way to go dude yeah buddy this one's mine (laughs) yeah emotions are okay dave you don't have to be scared of them (laughs) it's actually good it's actually good for you to be in touch with those things no i know but i was just like i was just i didn't want to just be up there Sobbing during my vows, I was Why just not? like, "Come on, man, pull pull it together." But uh, what else I are you going to cry? For Braves won the World Series. You're getting married. You can oh, cry a dude. little, dude. You can cry a little bit, dude. What a week! What a week that was. Braves won the World Series on Tuesday. I got mm-hmm. married on Saturday. It's a good week. Yeah, it's a good week, man. Yeah, just went real well. Uh, open bar was a hit. That's right. That's uh, right. I was afraid of texting you Tuesday night because I was like, "Oh man, Braves just won, and I don't want to ruin this." <laughs> but I think I got. That's what I told you. I think it was Tuesday night. Yeah, you were like, "Yeah, uh, you're like, you still up celebrating?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" And then you're like, "All right, well, I got some info." Yeah, but uh, that's all right, buddy. Seriously, I'm just glad that your thing could have been a lot worse, couldn't it? Like if you hadn't caught it in time, or if they yeah, it was, it was all it was all routine. It was just my dumb shit, my mm-hmm. inconvenient. Because I think that that was the day too. I'm like, I went, I had my physical therapy for my knees. I went to the gym and saw a personal trainer about getting everything else strengthened up. I'm like, I'm really gonna take charge. I'm not gonna let this winter mm-hmm. get me down. And my appendix was like, What's up, Playboy? I'm like, Oh man, oh man. So now, is that something that just randomly happens, or is that yeah. due to you know no, gout related issues no, or diet or no? Anybody usually you get it when you're younger. Really, it's like it's like a part of your colon and something. Mm. Maybe food can get stuck in there and get. I think it could just happen to anybody. I don't think there's any pre-existing conditions. Anything it just happens to some people sometimes, mm. and that's what happened. A very inconvenient time, but. Could have been worse, but yeah, I, I, I was bummed I wasn't there. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. run defense. Many thanks to Craig for running defense <laughs> on uh, oh, the man. twerp running the venue. Oh, man. Craig and Gilbert, too. Gilbert, uh, man, they both just were just really running it for me. So. Yeah. But, yeah, man, it, it, it was fun. And the, the music, like I said, just couldn't – just – Fucking pointless. Just you, literally. Well, you what? What did he have? Like a PA system in the place, or what was it? Oh, well, here's here's the other thing. Okay, yeah, this just tells you. Again, uh, been hosting weddings for 17 years, and they haven't fucking figured this shit out. Two places on the property you might need music the most would be the ceremony area. You know, while we're all seated waiting for the wedding to start, having a nice playlist to play. The ceremony and the dance floor. Uh, this asshole had neither. Had to bring my own Bluetooth speaker. He, he has these five little rinky-dink speakers throughout the property, but you can't fucking hear them because he's, he's, he had a decibel meter out there. In the, in Palm City, Palm Springs Ordinance, blah, blah, blah. Fifteen decibels, decibels is, is as high as he could go. I was like, well, then you might as well just fucking turn it off. But anyway, so no, no speakers in the dance floor area or the pre-ceremony area or the ceremony area, so I had to bring my own. And then this asshole complains because... Uh, I wanted to hook up his speakers. I wanted to sync them together. And he's like, well, I can't have a bunch of people running through my house. First of all, asshole, it's not one person. It's my best man, Craig, who wants to go in and hook up the speaker to your, hook up the phone to your speakers. Second of all, who the fuck told you to put your setup in your house? I guess he lives, got a little bungalow there on the property that he lives in. Who, Who told you to do that? But it was just that mentality all weekend. I don't want a bunch of people running through my house. It's not a bunch of people. It's my best man, and he's not doing it. He's not using your shit or eating your cereal. We're trying to hook up to your speakers, and who told you to put them there? Like, it was just that kind of fucking... There was not one ounce of, let's see what we can do. Katie always talks about... uh, Provide solutions, not more problems. It was just zero yeah. solutions, just nothing but problems. But That's not even the attitude like, of, like, let me try yeah. to help. It was just hard no. Ugh. Yeah, I don't understand why this guy's having weddings. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, the pictures look good, we, but, but it seems like, okay, a DJ would bring speakers. Yeah. Normally. Oh, but then man, how would they have just, a DJ there over? Yeah, no, 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 no DJ, no live band, no parking, no trash cans, no coolers. Uh, got in a big argument. He told me Friday night we had a hard out at nine, and then at eight he's trying to shoot people off. I'm like, what you doing? He goes, the contract that the Stacy, this wedding planner who also didn't do a fucking thing, mm-hmm. Stacy's contract says eight. Well, that's funny because I I didn't sign no fucking contract that said eight. It's like you don't remember me look looking at me in the eye and telling me nine. Mm-hmm. Just it was just zero effort. And I even told him this. I said, "Hey man, I don't adhere to the notion that the customer's always right. But let me ask you this, fuckface: Is the customer ever right? Is is the customer ever right? Like just like got off on telling us no. And I also reminded him. I said, "Hey, we still have an outstanding balance. So you ain't been paid in full yet. So." You might want to fucking work with me because father-in-law is a real cantankerous bastard when he wants to be, and all I got to do is yeah. whisper in his ear <laughs> how much you suck, and uh, you might you might have a hard time getting the rest of this balance. You about, fucking about idiot. About to get a little litigious. Oh my god. Well, I'm, yeah, so, but I'm like, sorry for that. You shouldn't stuff. have to deal with that kind of shit on your. You know, it's like also we've been going over this shit for six months, asshole. But this is all, you know, it's all news to me. I'm sorry That's I didn't what, read what the contract. What did the wedding planner? What did the wedding planner do? 
try to spend buy a bunch of shit we didn't want. I caught her two mm-hmm. different times buying more chairs and tables than we had requested. So I had to go around her back the whole or look over mm-hmm. her shoulder the whole time. Just well, why yeah, didn't you ream her out for trash cans? She saw how many chairs and tables. That means she knows how many yeah. people are going to be there making trash. Yeah. Well, the caterer is supposed to bring the trash cans. Meanwhile, my caterer, who's been doing this for 10 years, is like, uh, that's not true. I never bring my own trash cans. Just just unbelievable. Anyway, I don't want to be uh, negative about it because it, right, it was a good right. time. I'm just but, giving uh, you a place to vent. A place to oh, vent. You got to get it and out. And then this fucking, then the, the photographer, like as soon as the wedding was, like as soon as we said I do, he's barking orders and got me over here. To, and I get it. Yeah, golden hour. You got to get your photos. Then... Then a couple hours later, we're finally sitting down to eat. All right, I'm the last one to sit down just because I'm trying to make sure everything's good. So I'm, I'm halfway through my, my wedding meal, and I swear to God, I'm not exaggerating. He goes, Dave, you need to hurry up and do the toast. And I just stopped. I said, I need to hurry up and do what? And then he, like, backpedaled. He goes, oh, I mean, like, well, you know. I was like, I don't care if you fucking shoot the toast or not. If you need to leave, you can leave. But, like, we'll, we'll do the toast when I'm ready to do the toast. Like, barking orders at me. While I'm having my wedding dinner, need to hurry up and do the toast. Or you need, or you could go fuck yourself. That's an option. Like you know, and I'm, I'm not. I wasn't trying to be a diva, but it's like of all days, can can someone? Can y'all just stop barking orders at me on my fucking not, wedding day? As much as it's your wedding day, it's not your day. Remember, you, you're you're making a party for everybody else. Yeah, not that that's an I excuse, got a but yeah. Got a stranger telling me what I need to do? Oh yeah, you're while I'm work. eating my wedding dinner. Why don't you back up, dude? Why do you think we'll do it? Why do you we think do brides it? are just exhausted about. by the end of the, the whole effort? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really, and, and, and like it was great and it was fun, but oh man, I'm just so glad it's over because it was just just so many annoying little details. And and like I said, like I don't expect it to just be you know, milk and honey the whole time. But just the fact that everybody involved outside of the caterer, caterer was awesome, but even the planner, the photographer, the, every, the fucking owner, every, there was just so much fucking pushback. And it just felt, it really did feel like, like I just showed up at your house and asked you and Rachel if I could borrow your house to throw a wedding today. And y'all are like, um, uh, well, uh, okay, but we want to help you, but there's some stipulation. Like, it's like, no, this is what you do. We've been planning this for months, and we paid you thousands of dollars. Can you can you work with us a little on some real simple shit? I'm no, I wasn't trying to bring in a live Bengal tiger. I just like a fucking trash. That would have been dope though if you crunked up a Bengal yeah. tiger. Yeah, we didn't hire Slipknot to perform. I would just like mm-hmm. to be able to hear the playlist that I worked on. I feel like a, sli- a Slipknot adjacent band and a live Bengal Tiger, very accessible <laughs> in Palm Springs. Like, very Jesus accessible. Christ. I mean, you're right by Riverside, and that's filled with yeah. psycho trash. You could have gotten a Tiger <laughs> and a Slipknot cover band, who, if I might point out, would have brought trash cans. Oh, man. That you could have used Meanwhile, for the catering. <laughs> Meanwhile, mm-hmm. over at Margaritaville on Saturday, the day of the wedding, they had closed down the whole pool Dude, area for a private event for Pride. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it, dude, there, I'm not kidding. There had to be 2,000 gay dudes in there. It looked like Coachella. Like, they were just, so and I was a, like, we should have. 1,999 gay dudes and one guy going, I just, my girlfriend said to meet her here, and I'm very <laughs> confused. <laughs> but, like, it, like, they were just blasting the music and just having, I was like, man, we could have fucking just done that here. Could have just rented out mm-hmm. the pool area for a couple hours and just 
fucking blown it up. And, and you know what I think we're really going to do? Like, uh, Katie and I were talking about this. I know it sounds a little like up our own ass, but like maybe five year anniversary, we invite everybody else, or invite everybody back out and we do like a party at Margaritaville. We rent out that whole pool. And just oh, I mean, I made that joke before. Like, I don't care about your wedding. Invite me to your 10 year anniversary so I know it was mm-hmm. actually working out. <laughs> I've been to enough. Yeah. I've been to enough weddings, and now I'm like, take two of these people. Like, you want to give this time too? Just get it back from your ex-wife. Whatever I got you the first mm-hmm. time. <laughs> not yeah, to not yeah. to not to disparage the <laughs> sanctity of the institution. Yeah, but like, yeah. Now mm-hmm. you have a party on your anniversary. See, we made yeah. it. It's real. Now we could use some shit. Yeah. Or like people who get married like a third mm-hmm. time. Like, dude, I'm I'm not coming to your third. Wedding. Just send me a postcard. <laughs> But no, it, it, I, again, I, I didn't want to, I don't want to, you know, sound negative, uh, but just, uh, it would have been nice to just have like a wedding planner or somebody to run interference from day one and just handle all the shit. But just, you know, the fucking night before my wedding, I'm yelling at this fucking old New York midget idiot. Sorry, I know you're not supposed to say midget, but just this little, the dude <laughs> I, weighed like 90 pounds. I can kind of read between like the this, lines at what words oh, you want to say right now. <laughs> Oh, man. It's just fucking Katie wanted to have uh, we had these little bungalows and and I wasn't going to stay Friday night because I was going to stay at the hotel. So Katie wanted her two friends to come over and have a little slumber party. No, no, we've never had three people in a bungalow. And then he's looking them, he's sizing them up, looking them up and down because they're Latino. He asked one. He said, y'all going to behave like you didn't you didn't interview any of our white guests that are staying in the bungalows. But like literally he's out there like doing an on-site interview just so the night before her wedding, Katie can have a little slumber party with two friends. She's not inviting 10 people over to the casita. It holds two. I'm not there. Let's get, you know, oh, my God, we've never had three in a bungalow. Well, holy shit, alert the press. What do we do? I wonder if you'll get like, asked to do a survey for Casa de Monte Vista. Oh, well, yeah, I've, I've <laughs> never been this dude, but yeah, uh, I'm going to fill out all the surveys, all the Yelps, all the trip advice, whatever. Like, but because, and, and not just to be spiteful, but like, people need to know. Like, not spiteful, you got. Like, yeah, you're. Your special day, guess what? No trash cans, no parking, no live music, no loud music, no pets, no no glass by the pool, no nothing. So here you go. Take my money, asshole. But yeah, I'm okay. I'm all right. It does feel good to be married, though. I uh, I got to use this phrase for the first time the other day. Father-in-law called the other night and invited us over to dinner, and I said, well, hold on. Let me check with my wife. I've never, never <laughs> been able to say that. So I'm, I'm checking in with my wife now. Yeah, it's just uh, it, it, Katie and I were talking about this. Like, we wouldn't think that it feels different. You know, we've been together for years. We've been living together for years, and okay, now we made it official. What have you? It does feel different. It just feels more. I don't know. Like, it just feels like there's more at stake. Well, you know, the old joke about now the government's involved. We've signed paperwork. It just it feels so official. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're enjoying it, man. Yeah, We're you got documents. You got documents signed now. Mm-hmm. You're legal. You weren't legal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it uh, it was good. You were you were sorely missed. A lot of people were uh, asking about you. And I know the caterer. I think the caterer. He was a big fan. He was he was very disappointed that Kyle wasn't there. I was so, bummed, uh, man. Yeah, you you. you 
Your presence was missed, but uh, but yeah. digital digital DJ Kyle, uh, I still went forth with uh, even though. Uh, by the way, no, you know how many people we had dance zero because it just oh, really? it felt like what's the point of even trying to dance? Oh, like it, you it, can't hear the music. You couldn't hardly hear their music, and it was like this weird little bar area where they had to close off with these curtains, these noise suppressed curtain. Like, yeah, we're fine, we're fine. Yeah, I wonder so nobody what, even tried to dance. I wonder what other weddings like. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I, dancing's a lot like the comedy club rules. Like, the darker it is, you know, the more people are mm-hmm. likely. But atmosphere with the lights yeah. and everything, but. Mm-hmm. Well, I still bummed I missed it. Shout out to Craig yeah, for handling things. Yeah, Craig, Craig crushed it. But yeah, it was it was great seeing you know Singer was there, Fritz was there, Kenny DeForest, our buddy Gilbert, Andy, Alan Strickland Williams. Yeah, we we had a good crew there, man. Good crew. We uh each night we went back to uh, the hotel and man, <laughs> Friday night. Uh, me and Alan and Kenny, we stayed at the bar. The bar closed at one, but this real nice bartender gal was like, look, I'm leaving, but, uh, y'all hang out as much as you want. So, cause yeah. it was kind of in the lobby and, uh, we stayed there till four, just, just goofing off. Just, I, I was drunk. I got, I, I was hung over on my wedding day. Well, <laughs> I did. I, free, I lost track. That's I the thing, too. Right. I hadn't drank in like months. I literally hadn't had a drink in like two or three months prior to that. So uh, my tolerance was down. But yeah, I got I got pretty hammered on the way back. It's like four in the morning. I'm walking back to the uh, to my room. And for some reason, I had a 12 pack of Modelo. I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> I don't remember acquiring it myself, but I just had this 12 pack. And I was so drunk that like even the thought of drinking one of those was like, ugh. and I'm walking back and these two gay dudes. Uh, well, I don't know that they were gay, but they were making out uh, just really <laughs> going at it, just going at it in Game the hallway. Chicken. They were really, really uh, exploring each other. And uh I was just, I was just, sorry to interrupt, fellas. I don't want to interrupt, but I, does anybody want some beer? And, like, the one guy stopped kissing. You could tell he was annoyed at whoever was interrupting him. <laughs> well, but then when I handed yeah, him man. the 12-pack of beer, it, but his tone changed real quick. He was about to, like, tell me to fuck off. And he was like, oh, uh, sure, yeah, okay, we'll take that. And I just handed him a 12-pack of beer. And it's like, as you were, fellas. <laughs> just staggered down the hallway. Gee, fellas, but, celebrating uh, each other's love, that's beautiful. How about a 12-er? How about a 12-er there, guys? I did make some friends over at Margaritaville. I got invited to a couple of uh, little hangs, um, but I had to explain to them. Literally, I was going out the door in my suit, and this this group of fellas was like, Hey, where are you all dressed up for? I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to get married. I'd, I'd love to hang. To a but woman. I, I go get married. To a woman. Yeah, to Let a me woman. be clear. To a woman the, the way, way God intended. Be. <laughs> but you fellas have your sinful fun. <laughs> but no, man, they, I mean, I don't know how many fellas were there that weekend, but it was packed. But uh, everybody, that's a festive group. So how how could you not like gay folks? They, they, those fellas are just so polite and friendly and everybody just having a good time. My sister was, was going was, out there with her girlfriend. She's like, we didn't even realize it was Pride Weekend out there. We were just trying to get out of town. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it was yeah. oddly wholesome. It was oddly wholesome. Like I know y'all are doing unwholesome acts, but like the 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 attitude was very, very festive and wholesome. It was, oh, it was fun. You gotta you gotta go to more gay parties, man. <laughs> I know. 
I know. I need to hang out. With Legit. That. I mean, not to not to be a tourist and be like, oh, look at how no. they're doing it. But it's like it's fucking. Mm-hmm. How many gay people have had to sit at a straight nightclub because that's what their group of friends yeah. wanted to do that night? Yeah. And like, all right, or you know, got to be the one that might be out of, out of place given the mm-hmm. uh, sexual preferences of the group around them. I fucking love partying with gays. Yeah. They're they're festive. I mean, I don't go out. Hey, I, like, just, I just go hang out with my sister, and then like her crew, they go out. I'm like, yeah, I'll go out with you guys, and it's blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Eagle is something else. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've been to the Eagle. No, I ha- I know where you're talking about. I, I used to drive. I used to drop a lot of Lyft customers off at the Eagle. But uh, that's like a leather no. bar. That's a leather daddy bar. Yeah, I guess that's a chain too, because we had a we had one of those in Atlanta. That there's a few. Yeah, I busted. think there's a few of them. But yeah, we we were out one night. It was me and my sister and her girlfriend and their buddy Kevin. And it was like we went up there, and it was like there was like a dude like a like doing the puppy play thing where they dress up and. Leather mm-hmm. dog mask, but he was just playing pool, and I was like, "Man, dude, dog stuff! Like you got you wearing <laughs> paws and like a tail butt plug, and you got this leather dog mask on, but you're just playing mm-hmm. playing a game of nine ball. Like, do the yeah. thing. You're do the. Uh, well, who am I to tell you how to live? You're already wearing a hot leather mask. Let's get you a straw yeah. and a drink. Uh, good luck on the table. It was early. Maybe when you weren't ready to get into that kind of stuff. You just showed up in a costume, but you weren't ready to fulfill its responsibilities yet. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, uh, switching gears real quick before we leave. Uh, dude, you know what I binged the last two weeks? What you binged, Dave? I, I am almost completely caught up to speed this on is Succession. Us. Oh, Succession. This is <laughs> <laughs> I was, talking, I was taking a wild guess. <laughs> Maybe Dave. I finally finished Everyone Loves Raymond. <laughs> it was uh, um, li- Life Goes On. He watched all 10 seasons. <laughs> what a wholesome family, Sam family sitcom. <laughs> Charlie, mm. shut up. Uh, succession. Holy shit. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm loving it, dude. I did that, I'm too. I, cru- I think I crushed <laughs> 12 of them just in the two days I was laid up after surgery. Jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah not quite. Great I'm, I'm in the current season, but I'm not, I didn't watch like the new one last night. I'm, I'm no, I didn't watch the new one. Episode last night. two. Once, but you, man, what a good oh, show! Rachel put it the right way. Like it, like it can get a little convoluted as far as like all the mm-hmm. business talk and everything. Like, yeah, you just watch it for the characters, and when, when you realize like it's secretly like, oh yeah, no, it's okay to laugh at this. This is a comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's intense, but there's just funny parts of it yeah and the acting is so good all the actors the um what's the character's name um kendall i was prepared to hate him like uh, you know they kind of set you up you know that he's just the rich spoiled Mm -hmm. daddy's you know uh rich kid stockbroker whatever dude um but i'm growing to like him more than almost anyone they give everybody a push and pull to where you hate mm -hmm. them and then you realize Mm -hmm. why maybe their actions were justified and then you hate Mm -hmm. them again but then you kind of understand and the only guy who's been kind of wholesome through the whole thing has been the uh, greg the dipshit nephew (laughs) yeah Yeah, but you can even tell he's got <laughs> ulterior motives. Like you know, he's, he's just, playing. He's, well, he's just like, all right, this is how you do it. I guess I'll do it too. But I, we were mm-hmm. laughing. We had to re- rewind a few times when he goes to the the big boss, the the Brian Cox's character, 
uh, uh, Logan. Uh-huh. He's like, well, drink, Greg, drink. He's like, well, daytime, I guess, okay, like a rum and coke, like showing how unclassy he is. And the guy's like yeah. yelling to the maid, can we get Greg a Coca-Cola? Like, <laughs> how he says it, like he's making fun of him to his face. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, should I chug this? All right. <laughs> Between, Man, and, but, uh, when... Go ahead. I was going to say, a thing I had to rewind last night. I know this is like real old man shit and not a very boogie uh-huh. monster episode, but it was a catch up episode because we missed a couple weeks. So thanks everybody yeah. for listening to catch up on the eventful two weeks, but it still culminates in Seinfeld quotes. I was watching the one <laughs> last night where uh, Kramer needs uh, George to help him make like this Jewish singles dinner. Mm-hmm. And yeah. He's tasting the eggs that his wife cooks. Frank is. <laughs> The guy's yeah. eggs are dry. Well, it sucks. So what? He goes, well, it sucks. <laughs> it, it sucks. It, it caught I'm me. I'm back, uh, baby. It caught me. Ooh, it caught me. Oh, real. As far as like rewindable, I just need to hear that line read one more time. When but, that same episode, when he changes his mind and he goes over to Kramer's and, you know, tells him that he's in for the Jewish mm-hmm. singles mixer. He, and I never understood till recently what, what he meant by this. Oh, yeah. But he just, he's talking to, he's, I forgot how he sets it up, but he just goes, you got T-Fowl? Yeah, yeah. And Kramer's like, no, and he's like, ah. I didn't know, I, I never, until I really started cooking, I didn't know, oh, T-Fowl is a, is a cookware. Like, I didn't, I didn't he, get he it until last shit. night, yeah. You got T-Fowl? Yeah. He's like, no, Cafalon. He's like, no! <laughs> you got T-Fowl. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, it sucks. Well, it Man, sucks. that whole episode is so funny. When Kramer's got... Four kitchens going, and he's running down the hall with a crep lock. And then he mm. asks Jerry to eat it, and he's like, "Oh, that is terrible." Yeah, I dropped spill. And yeah. Jerry goes, "It tastes like dirt." And he goes, "Well, I dropped it all the way over here." God, still damn, makes me laugh, it. regardless of your opinions towards uh, the individuals in the show. Um, yeah, but yeah, Succession is a is a great show. Man, speaking of the Gregory character, when he's uh, testifying in front of Congress, and who, who's the, uh, the uh, is it Eric Bergstrom, the guy who's been in stuff forever, he's playing like the Bernie type, the, the senator, and he's, he's the oh, one asking uh, the questions. Yeah, yeah, Eric Bogosian. Bogosian, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the guy, he asked him something, and then Gregory's like, um, it is, if you say it is, he's stumbling, and then he just goes, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> like the most condescending talk, question yeah. anybody could ever ask you. Are well, you okay? That that move, when you see people trying to speak in a, in a rhetoric that's like above their education level is mm-hmm. always going to be funny to me. I'm like, well, if, oh, yeah. if, if as it shall be said, it shall be. <laughs> like trying yeah. to sound fancier. <laughs> it sounds like even double down on the bullshit. That will always be yeah. funny to me. Oh my mm-hmm. god, and the uh, the Tom character kills me too. That guy's funny. Yeah, he just it's he doesn't know what's going on. Good just performances, <laughs> good performances all around. Good acting. Mm-hmm. Good. The writing yeah. is a little bit like it's almost a little sitcomy where everybody has a kind of crazy metaphor or simile mm-hmm. to like throw into talking. Like, mm-hmm. but also I'm thinking these are coked up, <clears throat> high powered. Guys that, you know, always talk about yeah. cutting each other's dicks off and shoving them up their asses and stuff. But There uh, was one episode I was watching the other night. Uh, Colin, the oldest son. Is that his name, Colin? Yeah. Um, um, Ferris, 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 Ferris Bueller's, Bueller's buddy. Yeah. 
Um, they're stuck over everybody else, wherever they Damn were man. at. Uh, there was they were somewhere over in Europe, I guess. And everybody else bolted because you know some of them had to fly to Geneva to do this, and some of them had to fly to New York. So anyway, they they left Colin and his uh, I guess girlfriend slash you know that whole storyline. Um, but anyway, like the next scene, he's back in America and he's talking to, to Logan or something. And he said something, I never heard it referred to as this. He said, yeah, we had to fly scheduled. It was brutal. And then even dad was like, Oh, sorry. It just meaning we had to fly commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they're so used to just jet setting in those private jets and helicopters. But the, the way he said, it, it's like, yeah, we had to drive, we had to fly scheduled. It was brutal. <laughs> like, and like, but think about mm-hmm. it. If, if all you've done is fly private jets for years, that would be absolutely brutal. If you just now you're in line at LAX. I don't know what I, this was a, a, a roommate I had years ago, but the way he would explain something, he's like, he's like, you know, what's wild. I don't know what we were talking about. I was bitching about something. He's like, yeah, but that rich kid who got the wrong color BMW for their 16th birthday party is feeling the same level of frustration as like I was like bitching that I got the wrong order from Burger King or something. I, I don't know how we got yeah. to it, but it's like out of context and having no perspective, that frustration is the same feeling. It registers the yeah. same frustration because they don't even know any different. That's what I was thinking. Like, how expensive mm-hmm. it is, is it to just shoot a show about expensive stuff? Yeah. Like they still got to rent yeah. penthouses. They still got to rent yeah. helicopters. Helicopters. Still They're still shooting in Italy. Or wherever they're at that episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, I was it's, it's a great that. show. I, I figured show. You'd, enjoy, you'd enjoy it, given how you like Sopranos and the characters, and it's not mafia mm-hmm. stuff, but it's everybody. It's, it's always like a shifting power thing of like who's going to the way that yeah. the dad manipulates everybody into like thinking they're going to be the next CEO and keeps messing mm-hmm. with them is like, oh, this guy's a son of a bitch. But then you're like, well, now yeah. they unveiled some stuff about his history. Like, well, what are we going to learn here? Here, you know, mm-hmm. it reminded me of like if Arrested Development was a drama, like it's kind of got that same foundation in terms of th- the, the wealthy family and the I power structure. Joel Kim Booster, I think, had a tweet where he's like, Succession is just, he just said, Yeah, Succession is just Arrested Development. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, mm-hmm. all right, okay, yeah, yeah. Joel Kim Booster yeah. always has some takes, and I'm like, Yeah, all right, you're on, you're on point with that one. <laughs> Well, that's that's such a sign of a good show too. Is like this. I don't. It's same thing with a good documentary. Like even if I don't know or care about the subject matter, like I don't give a shit about international finance and billionaire families. But like, they just make it so interesting and intriguing that even if you have no experience or knowledge of the subject matter, it's still enjoyable. Because you're right. I don't know half the business shit they're talking about is over my head. I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, but they make it like I mean, it's like sci-fi at this point. Like I understand, like well, if the gamma phasers don't equate to the appropriate <laughs> m- mega neuron waves, then it will defeat the purpose of blowing up the planet. I'm like, that doesn't make sense, but I get what you're getting at. Uh, I, I'll say this, okay? We're talking about documentaries. Let's try and wrap this up with a remotely boogie monster related topic. Sure. I, can, is can we just stop making? There's nothing new to put into a UFO documentary. How are there new UFO documentaries? Like, is it just because it's the well, same well, level of, like, shitty sitcom? I, I tried to well, – there's one on uh, Netflix. I'm like, first off, my mistake of thinking Netflix means quality anymore. Mm-hmm. Started watching Squid Game. V- very good. But doesn't mean across really? the board. Netflix is throwing a lot of bullshit out there. So I'm like, oh, it's new UFO mm-hmm. documentary. 
Maybe it'll be something. There's nothing new to talk about UFOs. We do not need another UFO show. And then the government created Project Blue Book. Like, fucking what? All right. Like, there's nothing new out there. There's not a single new documentary. Jeremy Corbell and his weird coked up hype man vibe does not inspire, does not make me trust that dude. Was that the one you watched? Is that the one you talked about? No, His that was latest? a different one. I'm talking about like the one that I was excited for was like he was talking to uh what's his nuts? Who's the main guy who had like was Bob that, Lazar? Yeah, it was like I'm at risk by even doing this. Like putting Jeremy Corbett mm-hmm. like I don't know anything about the dude. It just he doesn't have like trustworthy vibes. He has like circus barker yeah. vibes. Yeah, I get it. I so get it takes saying. me out of it. You know, his presence takes me out of the believing something. And this wasn't, this was just yeah. some just basic bitch UFO rehash. It's just Man. leftovers. It's all called leftovers at this point. Like, there's nothing new. Well, I always wonder about the vetting process, not so much on Netflix, but on Prime is where you find the real bottom of the barrel uh, documentaries, like one and a half stars. Like, some of these look like high school AV projects. Like, how did I don't I don't know that world in terms of distribution and stuff. But like, some of the documentaries on there, especially the aliens and the Bigfoot and, the, and the, some of the stuff that's up our alley, they're so poorly made. Oh, it's oh like, yeah. How did this? How, who 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 signed off on this? Given How's who this can on get Prime? yeah, given who can get comedy specials on Prime, I'm like, all right, that checks out. I think it's yeah. I think it's like a self published kind of thing. Yeah, I guess so. I think you could put it up there. You can maybe either pay to have it hosted on there. I don't I don't know, or you just it is for purchase. I don't know. But Uh, again, man, as far as a world that I, I give allowance to and, and some credence to, nothing coming out lately has had me go, oof, that was a good, scary mm. thing. I watched um, I watched The Taking of Deborah Logan the other night. I don't know that one. What's that about? It's a pretty good, scary one. It's uh, basically like a documentary crew is filming... It's got that found footage kind of vibe, but they're filming a woman that has Alzheimer's, mm. allegedly. But mm. they find out it's far more sinister. Um, but yeah, that was recommended. I did a podcast called Another Goddamn Horror Podcast, and that was recommended on there. <laughs> I like okay. that one. And then, um, yeah, I don't, did I watch anything else scary? I don't remember. I don't even remember. I've been doped up for a week. Oh, and then I got my booster. I got my booster shot. Nothing can go right for me. So yeah, I got I got done with that. And then last week I got my booster shot because that was like, yeah, may as well fuck me up even more. But that just did what I thought it would was make me sick for a day. So was it on par with the uh, initial shot in terms of the rebound? Not as bad. I'm taking my sweatshirt off. Well, I don't have to. I'll be all right. I'm just I'm alone in my room. I just pull it up. Show up my belly scars. I look like a spayed cat. We're going on vacation. (laughs) My stomach hair is not going to grow back. I just got to look like I'm wearing a hair crop top. Pretty fucked. Oh, man. So was it lasers? Did they cut you? 
yeah, I got three stab wounds, and it's laparoscopic. Oh. Like you could look it up. It's rough. Go for the animation version, not the live version, not the live oh. action. But it's like, yeah, it's one thing goes in one tube with the camera, and then they f- pump you full of air, so they got room to work. Oh. You know, it's like oh, pulling pulling I never the sheet up. That. Yeah, they 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 pump you full of. That's why my air. balls were the size of grapefruits when I had that surgery. They pumped some air in there, I guess. I couldn't figure out why that would have happened. Like, I told what? you about that when I had the uh, sports hernia. When I had the sports hernia surgery, uh, my balls for like three days were literally the size of grapefruits. And I Did they call it sports hernia happened. or do you just call it sports hernia? I think they called it sports hernia. Yeah. I, thought it's, I don't think you, I didn't know you get to describe the injury. I thought it was just, I got a hernia yeah. too. Yeah. Out of coughing after a bong rip hernia. So they blow air in there to kind of puff up everything so they have room to get in there and fuck around. Okay. Well, you mean after the surgery, your nuts were all big? Yeah. Well, you couldn't tell if it was air or just regular swelling? I mean, it was swelling, but I never, I, 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 for years I was wondering why they got so big until you just mentioned that. I wonder if that's the technique they did for me. Like they. They inject some air in there should and puff fill everything them. up. Yeah, so they, they should can... fill them with helium and then make everything look real perky <laughs> down there. <laughs> but yeah, it was nuts. It was it was alarming. It was nuts. How uh, how how swollen how swollen I was. <laughs> oh. oh boy. Yeah. So that that's the yeah they do that and then the other two go in there and do the little chopstick thing on your bits. So you didn't have to spend another night like the after the surgery? No, you know, no, no. I, I was you. out. The whole surgery was maybe 25 minutes. Okay. I, I went in Tuesday night and just kind of waited it out, and then they got me a room in the ER and was hanging out in there. And then, yeah, because it wasn't like an emergency emergency, like we're monitoring you. If it gets worse, obviously we're right here. Any pain, anything, like hit your little button, we're right here, and we'll move mm-hmm. up your time but then the time i can get in was like 1 p.m the next day so i just laid there hanging out kind of dozing in and off in and out but then rachel was like was there at night and finally she went to get some sleep because like there's not i'm just hanging out in this room there's nothing going on and she came back to see me before surgery the next day and they're like we'll call you when he's ready to get picked up and then she you know she didn't get much sleep the night before and she went off to like, she's like, all right, just drop me off. She's like, all right, you know, I'm going to go do a couple things and come back and pick you up after surgery. She's like, I'm going to go home and get a nap. Honestly, she went like went to Rite Aid, and then by the time she was getting home after going to Rite Aid, they're like, surgery's done. You can come get them, like, in an hour. Hmm. Like, oh, yeah, it's like 25 minutes. It's a very wow. simple thing. I was lucky, lucky for that, that it was simple and no complications. You know, trying to look on the, on the bright side of the inconvenience mm-hmm. of it all. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, if it would have burst, that would have been a real literal shit show because that's what they're cleaning out. They got to clean out your insides and it can be toxic because that's, I don't know if it's bile or just poop at that point, that that's at that part of the colon that's just out floating around in your cavity. My buddy had that. My buddy had diverticulitis where your intestines rip open. Yeah. And they had to just open them up and just, yeah, clean out the whole, clean out the whole insides there. Ugh. Yeah, man. Gives you some perspective on your own health, man. I'm knock on wood. I've been so lucky that I haven't had to deal with much of that. But uh, ugh. 
Yeah. We're glad you're glad you're feeling better, buddy. Thanks, man. Oh yeah, and what what I meant, what I was talking about at the very beginning of the show, uh, I won't talk dollars and cents, but you just sent us a uh, very generous gift card to what looks like a uh, delicious restaurant. So thank you, buddy. It's a. I I was looking at a few places in Long Beach to get you guys out for a nice meal that maybe wouldn't be something you'd prepare for yourself. Mm Hmm. Like something out of the yep. order. Like I'm, like, I'm not going to get him a barbecue restaurant. Like He's just going <laughs> to be annoyed that it's not his own barbecue. Rightfully so. But no, like, this oh, was a good, this this hit that target then. Fancy because, Italian, uh, I love food. Italian food. You could I, have a, you could watch your Godfathers. Yeah, watch your Godfather mm-hmm. and then go have that. Wear your suit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or part of yeah, it, you I know. Was thinking about that the other night. Like, when am I going to get to wear the suit again? And we actually said, well, let's just go out to a fancy restaurant. We'll that, I was thinking, I, I hope it's enough. I was looking at the menu items. I know Katie doesn't drink, so I was like, maybe. And I'll, I'll be very embarrassed if that doesn't cover it. <laughs> but I also didn't, no, know how, I didn't know how much. You, I'm like, I don't know. Stuff looks pretty good. I could see Dave going double entree. <laughs> yeah, get an get a extra entree for the table. But yeah, man, it's uh, it's very generous, man. Thank you so much, and and shout out to uh, dude. We've actually had random listeners uh, contribute to our registry, to our uh, honeymoon fund. Just you know, that's a sweet of, of them. listeners. Just that's very sweet. And uh, oh man, just uh, I mean, normally I don't I don't talk dollars and cents, but I gotta gotta tell you this. Uh, just uh, Katie's father's friend, this guy named Mike McNulty, just a family friend. Just I've met him several times. Just a nice, you know, down to earth dude. Probably about sixty, sixty five. Uh, just slipped Katie a check for a thousand dollars. Here you go, happy wedding, thousand dollar check. What the fuck? <laughs> Wealth, you got that. You got that. Yeah, sitting all right. I, I forget that uh, some people have uh, serious money. Yeah, her, some of her dad's friends, uh, I think, are, are, are pretty well off. And just, yeah, here you go. Apropos of nothing, here's, here's a thousand bucks. Well, geez, thanks, Mike. So, yeah, got a yeah, bunch of nice wedding gifts. Just, if, well, just, we already have everything we need. But, uh, yeah, it was so nice, so generous. Singer got me a workout bench. Got me this nice, collapsible Really high end workout bench. Got all kinds of plates. They know you live oh, in a one bedroom apartment, now. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's always a challenge trying to fit all this shit. In. But yeah, got an air fryer now. Got a uh, finally got an Instapot. I'm uh, getting up to date with all the new uh, kitchen technology thanks to all these wedding gifts. So I'm excited about this air fryer. That's, I want to hear about the air fryer. Yeah, yeah I, I have no idea how it works, so I'm going to get into that this week. And uh, next episode, just the air again. fryer review. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> people oh, talk man. about air fryers I, uh, like like they found Jesus. Oh yeah, people seem to love them. Um, official tally uh, for the weight loss: I, I the day of the wedding, I was down sixty two pounds. So that was the uh, official tally on that. And uh, in the week since, I haven't weighed myself, but I guarantee <laughs> you, I put on ten pounds this week. <laughs> it's just been it's just been chaos all week. So. I uh, I'm gonna wrap it up uh, in the next day or two, and then uh, get back uh, get back into my routine. Cause I, you know, it, like I said before, the weight loss wasn't just for the wedding. I need to do this in general moving forward, just for a, a healthy lifestyle. But uh, yeah, took a nice little break uh, this last week and ate all the fun stuff that I haven't been able to eat for months. So uh, it's it's been fun. Yeah, buddy. Hell yeah, buddy. Getting got to get geared up for Thanksgiving now. What you so doing? you'll be in uh, 
What you You'll be in Chicago that? for Thanksgiving? <clears throat> no, I'm going to come back here. I only got a few days in between. I leave this Thursday. May as well plug those dates okay. now if anybody's still listening yeah. to this uh, part yeah. of the, the, this point of the podcast. But yeah, we're in plug Sioux Falls. Days. Sioux Falls uh, Thursday. Sioux Falls Thursday. Lincoln Friday. That's sold out. Saturday is Iowa City. Sunday's Madison, Wisconsin. Monday, Tuesday before Thanksgiving is... Chicago at Dahlia Hall. I think they're both sold out, nice. or maybe there's a couple tickets nice. left for some of those. And then that's Thanksgiving weekend. I'm coming back here to Oregon because then it's the only days I'll have back because then that Monday after Thanksgiving is when we, you and I, start up in Miami. Hell yeah. Or that's two, the Tuesdays when we start up in Miami. Uh-huh. And we go... Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Gainesville, Atlanta, Huntsville, Birmingham, Pensacola, Lafayette, New Orleans. I come back home for one day, and on the 11th, I fuck off for the rest of the year on vacation. So, Good for you. Y'all going anywhere for vacation? Oh, yeah, man. I'm going to, going to, going to Maui. Nice. Going to Maui. Nice. For Way to go. A couple weeks there. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, well, I was anticipating a long work uh, autumn, not also a mm-hmm. downtrodden health autumn. Yeah. Yeah, so either way, fuck off down there for a bit, get out of this. It's just real. It's Good real mo- real moody weather. Like the weather itself is like, I'm sunny, but now I'm raining. But now I'm sunny again. Now it's dark, but there's sun coming from somewhere. Now it's raining, but the sun's out. It's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> is making me nuts up here. Yeah. Yeah, Pacific Northwest weather, man. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to get out of it for a minute and then start up in January, December 2020, or J- January 2022. Maybe something almost resembling a regular year again. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. I mean, just in general. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. work, of working and doing shows and traveling and such. Yeah, I'm, so I'm excited to get back out there, man. I had so much fun on my run a few weeks ago that uh, I'm looking forward to our thing. What are we doing? Ten cities in ten days, something like that. Is that what we're doing? Let's go look at the thing. I, I don't doing. think we have any off days. One, two, three. No, there's no off days. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yes, ten. Two shows in Miami, two shows in Tampa, and two shows in Orlando? No. I don't know. There's a couple double shows that night. Nice. Well, hell yeah, yeah dude. man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, girl. Looking forward to it, buddy. Yeah, now you got to say bye to your wife when you leave for tour. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I got to check in with my wife. My so. wife has an inner ear infection. Wow, that's, yeah. Is that you're just saying Seinfeld. that you're just trying that sentence on for size, or she really does? No, nah, that's a Seinfeld reference when uh, uh, when uh, Jerry pretends to be married to Courtney Cox so they can get discounts on dry cleaning, and he's talking to Kramer about how much he likes he enjoys saying "my wife," and Kramer's like, "Yeah, that would be fun," and then Kramer's just like, "My wife has an inner ear infection." <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like something that was legit going around because like Rachel's ears bothering no. her. Somebody else was like, yeah, my ears all fucked up. I'm like, ah, maybe there's an ear thing going on now. <laughs> nah. Now nah, we're all good over here, man. Things are good. Just uh, adapting to married life. 
really not much adapting, but uh, yeah, we're having fun, man. Just uh, just an old married couple with no kids. I don't want to be we're, rude. Uh, I don't want to be rude here, but uh, you posted a, a photo of the your pets, and they all looked uh, pretty plump. Yeah, they're 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 hardy. Not in a they're, bad way, but group. do you do you like uh, do you uh, spoil the animals? Well, we tried not to with food. Like there was a year ago, we got a little overzealous with all the snacks and treats and stuff, and then the vet told us to kind of knock that out. But uh, <laughs> the problem is, is they eat each other's food. Like you know, when you have oh, multiple pets, yeah, that's not pH you, balanced. You, you, you just you just put the food down, and then you know Charlie eats their food, and the cats eat Charlie's food, and there's, we we don't know how to regulate or monitor that. So, but, uh, <laughs> it's just a real free for all over here. But yeah, they're, they're portly. <laughs> I was like, man, Harvey says Sandals Har- got Harvey's thick. thick. Yeah, Dave's Dave's diet has led him to like feeding the the animals. Like, well, yeah. you guys get special treats. Somebody's got to eat. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Setting a bad example over here. But yeah, you're a, all right. Little, I'm just saying, like I said, I know it was a rude thing to say. No, it's okay. I won't. I won't mention it to them. They are a little sensitive about it. Yeah. No, I wasn't gonna, you know, directly contact them about it. But, <laughs> but yeah, things are good over here, man. Things are good. I uh, married. Things man, have never been married. Better, man with a bunch of new way. gadgets. That's right. I'm a I'm a lucky fella, so I got nothing to complain about. So. That's good. Things man. Got, are good. I got happy openers coming with me. I was hanging out with Sean Jordan, who's coming with me on this leg, starting yeah. in Sioux Falls. He's all excited because he's a new dad and everything. And that's right. That's he's right. Good yeah, he was doing bits last night. It was like he's like, I feel bad. The last two years, best years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, somebody asked us if we were going to have kids, and I I couldn't help but like just cackle. I'm like, no. I'm 44. Why? No, we're not going to have kids. I don't want kids. I mean, some people like, yeah, they have them grand. They have their grandchildren mm-hmm. as at their age. How I prefer. Like, oh, you had a grandkid without having. Yeah. Oh no, thanks. No, yeah, I, it, they got to set they up pretty nice it. here. Yeah, I'm not looking to. Yeah. fuck around with things. Biologically, I could pull it off. I just have no interest. <laughs> Yeah. No, I I I'm looking forward to just I don't know, be, being married with no kids. I I think that's a a fun combo. I think we're going to have fun with that. So well, the least amount of responsibility possible. That's what I'm looking for. Congratulations, buddy. <laughs> Things are good, buddy. But yeah, great catching up, man. Uh in all seriousness, we're glad you're okay. That oh yeah, mine was just some bullshit. So, uh, we're, you know, you were missed at the wedding, but uh, more important, you're doing well. So we're all happy about that, buddy. So you just uh, keep it between the ditches. We will talk again next week. And then uh, after that, uh, you're going to be getting sick of me for about 10 days. We're going to be up each other's ass. Oh, yeah, weekend. man. So we're going to be just sweaty, sweaty in the south, <laughs> southeast, sweaty on the Hell Gulf yeah, Coast. Yeah. Gulf Coast run. Looking forward to it, man. We're going to have to get some... Uh, have to get you some seafood gumbo when we go to New Orleans. You'll eat the seafood gumbo as long as there's no sausage in it, right? I'm still, yeah, I'm still eating seafood. Yeah, I'm still. Has uh, has this affected your diet at all? Like uh, the the surgery? Like, did they tell you to take it easy with your diet? No, or? I just didn't. I didn't have an appetite for for a little while. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't have any of the symptoms. I didn't have I didn't have a fever. I didn't. It was just my stomach was upset, and then I so I didn't eat for a few mm-hmm. days, a couple days maybe. And then I was just eating normal, but then I was getting fearful of eating because nothing was coming out. Like I said, talking yeah. about log, you're talking about a log jam. <laughs> like everything, I'm like I'm hungry, but it's, I'm just gonna be in pain if I eat. But that all that all corrected itself with some yeah. pills and potions. Uh, <clears throat> But yeah, oh, that's that Sunday night. So we were out to eat that Sunday night, and I'm like, you know what? Uh-huh. We went out to some some Mediterranean place. But they got some sort of glazed chicken wings, and Rachel had like a kebab, a lamb kebab. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna have a taste. I've, I've been through enough. Let me have a taste of some. Yeah. I want to win. I like. I was craving chicken wings for a while, but like mm-hmm. bar chicken wings, like yeah. like rustic yeah. in chicken wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, utility wings, nothing, nothing fancy, but but good ones like fat, mm-hmm. chemically filled, Monsantoed, yeah. <laughs> genetically modified, something with some meat on them, and this is Portland, and mm-hmm. it's like a fancy, not fancy restaurant, but like you know, organic restaurant. So I had a wing, and it was a drag. God, so I broke edge for this, and it was it just wasn't it wasn't good. And then I had a, and then I had a piece of Rachel's lamb kebab, and it was like. I hadn't had meat like turn me off like that. Like I still like oh, it. Really? I still like the taste. And there's something about a lamb. I, I fucking love lamb. I love kebabs. And there's something about the I one bite I had. Yeah. I had to leave it. It, it. it like turned me. I was like, ooh, I've never had this reaction before to eating meat. Hmm. Normally it's like she, was, she wasn't going to finish an Italian sausage sandwich when we were in Chicago. I had one bite of it. And I was like, oh, God. Why do I subject myself to punishment <laughs> when I could have this whenever I want? Oh, man. But that, yeah, that kebab, I, I got like kind of sick. Nothing bad, but like, mm. bloop, nope, nope, no thanks. Hmm. Yeah. Or oh, uh, real it. quick. Uh, the the day after the wedding, I, we drove mom around Palm Springs a lot, and then we went and uh, had lunch at this uh, just little Mexican joint. I forgot the name of it, but it looked fairly authentic and a uh, mm-hmm. sweet little. A uh, Latino waitress couldn't have been more than seventeen, eighteen. Just a young girl, just real, real sweet. And uh, she's taking her order, and my mom goes, "I'll and to drink, I'll have a sweet tea." And the, <laughs> the girl just the girl looked her dead in the eye, and she goes, "I'm sorry, I don't know what that is." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Mom, they don't have sweet tea out here in the desert." And, uh, She's like, oh, okay. But yeah, she just, I've never heard a server. I, you get a lot of like, oh, we don't have that here. Or sure, do you yeah. want passion fruit or raspberry? Like, oh, neither. But she just said point blank, I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> it is not, oh, it doesn't make it out of the South. No. For good no, reason. Rarely, rarely, rarely see it. Chick-fil-A is about your only. Yeah, uh, you keep that Southern, chain. you keep that Southern fried type of diabetes to yourself <laughs> with your sweet tea. Yep. No sweet tea in Palm Springs, mom. I remember being down there and being out with Gilbert and just get a large from like, this before Chick-fil-A was bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just being yeah. down there, like, yeah, I'm going to have a large sweet tea. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a sweet tea too. And just, we've gone over that. I'm like, this is, this is a, what is this? Pedialyte? What did you give me here? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Now that I don't drink it as often, I mean, I'll still get it, you know, if it's available. But uh, thinking back on how much sweet tea I used to drink, I mean, there'd be days where I'd have three or four glasses in one day, and you're like, "Oh, that's I just had a thousand calories of tea." 
Yeah, what's even the tea part anymore? Just that it's brown? Because <laughs> this is just, you just put sugar in some water. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I thought you were going to say your mom tried guacamole. I thought she was going to. Oh no! Get into no, that no. Point. It looks like <clears throat> looks like puke. No guacamole. I say we got we got old Deb to try Indian food. You know, older yeah. folks maybe they're getting to the point where they're trying stuff. They're doing fun stuff now. Yeah, might as well lightening up a little, a little bit. <laughs> oh boy! Well, all right, buddy. We'll land this plane. Um, right. Yeah, man. You plugged your dates this week. Okay, so yeah, have fun out there, man. Be safe. Absolutely. Enjoy your enjoy your wedding Take- bliss. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Just uh, just kicking it at, at home for about another week. So, yeah, not a whole lot going on. Just uh... Oh, yeah, I got a local show uh, this week, uh, Saturday, uh, Wrigley Comedy Chew, backyard show here at Long Beach. So uh, anybody in the area want to see me prep for our next run, swing on by. Should be a fun Kicking show. Kicking in Long Beach, man. You got nice weather. Yeah, Hell yeah, man. Sweet. Things are good. Well, good catching up, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. The Boogie Monster.